welcome to Argue the Toss from GameIndustry.com. I'm Shella. And I'm Drew. And together we're arguing about the things that really matter in games and films and stuff. <laughs> Indeed we are. Excellent. A great start. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, this week's topic, Drew? Um, we are going to be talking, uh, well, about two or maybe even three things, depending on how lucky our, our audience are and how, how long we run. Uh, we're going to start by, uh, we, we went to see Justice League yesterday. And uh, we thought we were going to have more to say about it, so we've also decided that we, we're going to cover uh, Star Trek Discovery as well, which end, uh, ended its sort of first half season uh, last week, I think, or on Monday. It was it came to Netflix over here. And uh, yeah, we're, we're, we've both watched both of those things, yep. and then there may be a secret third topic. Yeah. We'll see. Yeah. So, Justice League, we went to see it yesterday. <laughs> yeah, we did. And we came out and we said to each other, well, you yeah. started the sentence, that yeah. was, then we looked at each other and just went, boring. Boring, in unison, yeah. So yeah. Was I was very, very glad to be so immediately vindicated. Um, <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Yeah. God, it really was. It was it, a dull, dull film. It was really dull, considering yeah. they've got all those characters and all that stuff going on and all those yeah. fights and all the money that was thrown at it and all the hype. Yeah, yeah it was just a bit dull, really. Mm-hmm. A it bit really of was. a mess of a story. It was kind of a yeah. story we've had before, a yeah. villain we've had before, and mm-hmm. yeah, it was just a bit boring. And a premise which sort of Marvel have beaten DC to the punch to... Two or three times now. Well, t- yeah. uh, twice at least with uh, with both the Avengers films. This is yeah. this is so late in the game for DC to be doing their big, um, you know, Team multi-hero up. crossover event. Uh, that it needed to be a lot better than it was. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, and you know, it was like so before we, before I watched this the the. Um, the previous couple of nights, I had to split it over two nights because it was three hours long and very, very bad. I watched um, Batman vs. Superman, which is, um, like, that that's a kind of actively bad film. It, it's, you know, scene to scene, there's, there's a lot of stuff where it's confusing and where it doesn't make sense and where it doesn't follow on. Mm-hmm. The, the, thing, the thing that I sort of uh, came to comparing it with Justice League is that while Batman vs Superman is bad and that makes it very not very notable but notable, mm-hmm. Justice League is not notable at all. It is no. e- even it's... in that sense, it is the least interesting DC film. Yeah, and that's coming after like Man of Steel and Batman vs Superman. Yeah, the, the, yeah, they, it it's a real bad job. Yeah, I think I'd rather watch either of those two again mm. than Justice League. Yeah. I, I mean, was I, bored. I, I, mean, I kind I, of like Man of Steel. I thought it yeah, was Yeah, right. I was going to say exactly that. The first half of Man of Steel is really... in. Well, I found it really interesting. I really liked yeah. that sort of, um, you know, Superman or Clark Kent, you know, on his own grappling with stuff. And I thought that was really interesting. And then the second half, of course, it kind of loses its way. And I yeah. think it's like... Um, it's quite interesting to compare it with Man of Steel because Man of Steel has that character work of which Justice League has absolutely none. None at all. Yeah. No. And, um, you know, Superman is the least interesting character, although yeah. he has one of the best scenes. 
Um, like he does, but it it kind of it's oriented around him rather than yeah you about know, something him. that he's doing. Yeah. yeah. In fact, the film isn't about any of them. It's just about having as many heroes as they can cram yeah. on a screen fighting a big thing. Yeah. I mean, do we need to spoil the tag that Superman is in this film because it's kind of like it, uh, he, yeah. He, he wasn't I mean, in the marketing materials. Yeah, but um, I think, I mean, who does... Yeah, I mean, sort of Mark Kermode, you know, the sort of UK film critic, he's yeah. gone out of his way to sort of not spoiler that, and a few other people have, but I wasn't... I was. It, I didn't even question it, no. personally, whether he's in... I, is anyone really... Is that a big secret? No, the, <laughs> I mean, there, there was the ten-year-old sitting in front of us at the cinema who didn't seem to know. Uh, cause, like, yeah, that's was, true. She was very happy when Superman turns up. Yeah, and, that's like, true. Yeah, I mean, he's like he's in the first scene, like in in yeah. flashbacks. So, yeah, you yeah. know, they wouldn't have cast Henry Cavill just for that. Yeah. 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 But yeah, we'll we'll stick a spoiler tag on that on the on the blurb, I guess. Yeah. 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 So yeah, so Superman is in it. Yes. <laughs> um, Sorry. <laughs> uh, yeah, so they bring Superman back to life, um, and it's kind. Of, it's kind of annoying the sort of killing off a superhero and then bringing them back to life thing. Yeah. Um, because it just makes. It, there's just no peril whatsoever then because it yeah. becomes they've just like built him up to be you know like Batman is like I can't do this yeah. not even when I've got Wonder Woman and the Flash and Cyborg and you know all this all the will of the people in the world I can't do it I, we need we need Superman <laughs> yeah. and so when he arrives it's kind of like oh well you know and you know they have this fight for various reasons yeah. you can't remember who he is and whatnot. And it's a really cool fight because you mm-hmm. just see how powerful Superman is. Yeah. Um, and but then after that, you just know Superman's gonna save the day because yeah, like, he's invincible. Cause that scene is the only part of the film that deals with that. He he forgets who he is. There is one scene in which they kind of like there's the bit we we are go- we are actually spoiling quite a lot. I feel here, but okay, we've started, so let's finish. Um, it, it, like there is a big fight between like all of them and then it's dropped it's done that that plot re- that plot point is resolved entirely and he's back to being superman again mm-hmm. and it's uh, a really yeah. really really stiff wooden yeah. terrible dialogue superman i was just like what have they done to henry cavill yeah because <laughs> so- i really i really love him as superman i think he's like he's really beautiful strong yet gentle i think he's yeah i think he's a gorgeous superman um not not just um physically aesthetically but you know just like his his softness um just reminds me of christopher reeve and um and he was just completely plank like i was just like why is he speaking like a robot it was just really strange i mean one of the things i do wonder is um so uh, it, it's been going around the internet that uh, they, when they called Henry Cavill in for reshoots, uh, he had grown a mustache for another role, which they had to CGI out. And it, it is obviously true because you can see it in the film. It's not it's not perfect, and he gets kind of, the, you know, the sort of um, Grand Moff Tarkin in Rogue One sort of effect where there's CGI on his face and it, he doesn't quite look like a real person. 
Yeah, I was wondering what was going on because I didn't know that. (laughs) Yeah, I mean, Mark talked about that as well. He said he was—he's so wooden that he—he was genuinely wondering if the guy was entirely a CGI replacement. Mm. Um, But uh, yeah, I—I do wonder if the reason he's kind of so wooden is because he was told not to move much because they needed to, um, you know, Photoshop his mustache out. And then it affected his voice. Yeah, well, affected his acting. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, but it was just the way he delivered lines, like, really kind of, yes, I died Superman. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I really love you, Lois. Yeah. <laughs> it was just bizarre. But yeah, maybe that's that. Um, mm. Yeah, so... Uh, um, so, yeah, so I guess we should go into the 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 big bad. Yeah, Steppenwolf. Uh, yeah, Steppenwolf. Who I'd um, not heard of prior to this. No, I just heard of the band. Yeah. <laughs> I couldn't stop thinking of the band every time they said it. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah, so it's another sort of end-of-the-world death dealer yeah. mythos thing. Yeah. He's it, it, the, the big bad. Bi- the biggest, baddest of all bads, this guy. Except he, yeah. he's kind of he's kind of not really even made out to be that in the film. He, he, no. like, he feels like... He, like he feels like an ancillary character. He doesn't feel like the main. He should be the main bad guy of this film. He feels like he should be the lieutenant of some bigger bad guy. Yeah, because he kept going on about his mother, and yeah. then she never appears. Because I was just like, when it was getting to the end of him, I was like, please don't say we've got like another half an hour <laughs> where his mother appears. I was just like, I mean, because she's going to appear. I was like, oh my god, we must have another act in this Mm. please no (laughs) but but she doesn't turn up um but yeah he is essentially the same baddie that they had in wonder woman that's what i felt yeah it's just like another mythical sort of like yes and i will raise hell and wipe the world clean and blah 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 blah. and we'll all live in a fiery pit of despair yeah, <laughs> yeah. That's that's basically his entire thing, and the film doesn't do a great job of integrating him with the rest of the story. He very much feels like he's a villain because it needs a villain. Yeah. The rest, the rest of the film is entirely about getting ju- the Justice League together. You know, sort of one by one. Although it's not really one by one. They do. There, there is a moment where they do all just turn up at the same place, and then they are the Justice League. Mm-hmm. Um, but. He's not necessary to any of that. He's just, he's a separate story which is happening while they're doing this. And he's kind of the catalyst for them to get into, uh, for them getting together. But, like, he, he's just separate from what's going on there. He's just the bad guy who's lurking in the background. Oh gosh, we're going to have to fight this guy. And then they do. And then mm-hmm. that's, that's it, really. Yeah. Yeah, that's it. And it, and it's, it's just boring. Yeah. Because, there's basically, it's like, oh, the end of the world again. But we've had the end of the world so many times mm-hmm. now that it's just boring. Yeah. And the, the thing that really is interesting is when they have a personal conflict of some sort um, and they just don't have any. They're just like this gang saving the world. Yeah. And they have some quips and... and and that's it. But it needs more than that, you know. The sort of yeah. the reason that um, Man of Steel was interesting is because you know Superman was on his own, kind of in the human world and dealing with stuff, and um, you know all those sorts of things. And then 
you know, um, Avengers works because they have this, you know, sort of different ideologies going on within mm -hmm. the team and, um, you know, Hulk and um, David Banner, he's dealing with, you know, this monster inside him that he can't control. And, you know, there's all these conflicts going on within yeah. the sort of group dynamic. Um, but they just don't have that. It's, yeah. No. And the the weird thing is that the the film kind of tries to pretend that they do. Like there's mm -hmm. um it, it suggests that Bruce Wayne is having a lot of trouble getting the Justice League together, but he really doesn't. He goes out there and he meets them and there is there's there's a scene for each of them. There's a scene for Aquaman, there's a scene for Cyborg, there's a scene for um the Flash. And the the Flash is kind of just willing to sign up straight away. And uh, but Aquaman and uh, Cyborg aren't, and it makes a big thing of how oh no we've got I, I'm not doing this I've got other things to do I'm, I'm not interested in this and then it, in the first kind of fight scene they both just show up and that's it they mm. they, they changed their minds apparently mm, it's it's yeah. just it's just not very like so it insists that they are having trouble doing it but they don't have trouble doing it they they just do it. Mm. Yeah. Is it because he had green goo on his hand that Aquaman signed up? Because <laughs> remember he he randomly saves that guy from a storm. Yeah. Oh like, yeah. For no apparent reason, and then he has green goo, and I wonder if it's some sort of like eco warrior thing. Oh right, yeah. No, I'd forgotten about that. I I yeah that I don't know what that was relevant to. It comes up yeah. a couple more times, doesn't it? Yeah, yeah. It's yeah. bizarre. It's yeah. Um, so I guess like now that we're talking about Aquaman, should we like talk about some of the the heroes? Because I guess this is the first yes. time we've seen Cyborg, mm -hmm. The Flash, and Aquaman. Yeah, apart from uh, cameo appearances in uh, Batman vs Superman in yeah. <laughs> in one of the like not that we're going to start talking about that film, but it's one of the weirdest sequences in, in that film where yeah. the film starts ramping up to the fight between Batman vs Superman. It sets it up. It's like this is going to be the next scene. This is what's they're going to the place now and then it cuts away for like a, a five minute sequence where wonder woman just clicks through videos mm. on a laptop which show her like surveillance footage of the other superheroes mm. which is it are then just not mentioned again it's a really strange and, and case killing yeah yeah, yeah. It's very anyway, um, it, they're, they're in they're in it more this time. <laughs> they, <laughs> they are. I mm. I think the standout one for me was uh, Aquaman. Yeah, he yeah. yeah he was good. Yeah, I think he's. Cool. He, I mean, he looks fantastic, mm. um, and he's very charismatic. He kind of reminds me of The Rock, um, in that way. You know, he's yeah. kind of he's got he's got swag, um, and you know, there's like a a bit where he comes out of some water or something he kind of tosses his hair and stuff yeah. he's just like he's loving it basically yeah. and it's kind of a joy to watch him just like really mm. having fun with that character he has some bad lines like he does. yeah yeah he has some you know some sort of bad barks that he says as he's sort of like i don't know what he's he says but they're just bad like oh dude or whatever they are they're just terrible sort yeah. of one-liners as he's going into battle and stuff mm. um but he looks cool i was disappointed that the rest of the atlanteans are just like blonde europeans yeah um, he's completely not yeah he's a pacific yeah. islander and you know i thought they were going with that whole shtick because you know in the comics he was just mm. this blonde guy and it made no sense mm -hmm. um and you know 
you know, they've chosen this actor um, who's Hawaiian and then all the other people from his land don't look like him. Yeah. Um, and I was just, I was just like, what are they doing? So he, they've basically tokenized their, their lead Atlantean. Um, yeah. So I'm hoping that we're in his standalone film, they address that. Because... Yeah, maybe there are really good background lore reasons for it, but that mm. no, none of them present in this film, at least. And mm. also, I doubt that there are they actually exist. Yeah. yeah. Um. So yeah, I don't know what they're doing with that because mm. that would be a great opportunity to you know sort of have yeah. a whole cast of Pacific Island people, which would be amazing. Yeah. Um, because they're never even they're never given roles, even when it's about yeah. Hawaiians or whoever it is. Yeah. <laughs> they're given to Emma Stone instead. Yeah. <laughs> so um, yeah, so that was disappointing. Yeah. Um, but yeah, like I I will say like, like for what he was, what, what for what he was given, like Aquaman, I think was the most surprisingly good role in the film for for me because I've never ever been interested in Aquaman. It, mm-hmm. Like he's he's always struck me. Not that I've read any of the comics, but he's always been one of like the second string of DC superheroes. I know he's like kind of the main one of the main ones, and he's always been in the Justice League. But mm-hmm. he, like he's Aquaman. He's oh, he's in the sea all the time, and it just doesn't feel like he's he he fits with Batman and Superman. But he like he's really good in this. He's a very mm-hmm. charming character, and it made me want to go and see the um, the Aquaman standalone film. Yeah. Like the, the the rest of this film didn't make me want to see any more DC, but he no. sort of did. Yeah. yeah. Well, I will say he's he's kind of loosely defined as to what his powers and abilities and sort of responsibilities are. It's like he's. I think the film kind of expects you to be vaguely familiar with him already because it 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 makes a couple of jokes about how he talks to fish no he talks to the water he doesn't talk to the fish and all of this but it doesn't kind of explain it it doesn't kind of give you a baseline as to what you should expect for him mm-hmm. so there's a scene in the in the kind of climax where they're all having a big fight where he kind of jumps um hundreds a hundred feet into the air and grabs onto one of the bad guys and starts pummeling him pummeling him and then kicks him away and jumps after him and lands on him and starts picking it up again i'm like okay can this guy fly because he 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 exhibits a lot of air control that you know would be generally physically impossible and i felt like i didn't know whether that was one of his powers or whether the movie was just like kind of shot badly Mm, yeah yeah there was a lot of that in the final scene actually they they all seemed to be able to fly more than i expected them to (laughs) (laughs) um And uh, what was I going to say? Um, yeah, so the, he kind of surfed someone, didn't he? Basically, using yeah, like he a did. surfboard, which was weird. Uh, I guess that they have trouble with him because he is in the water when he's being in an ensemble piece. It's yeah. like, you know, what are we going to do with him? Because mm. there's no water in this place where we're having a fight. Yeah, yeah so it's kind of a, a problem for for them with him. But um, the cyborg. I was just, I just found completely uninteresting, really. Yeah, he was kind of dour and dull and, uh, yeah. and sort of humourless. Yeah, completely humourless. Yeah. And, um, and like, I think that was purposeful. They, they seemed to be trying to sort of do that so that he could be the, the have foil. a bromance with the Flash, which, yeah. is, which is kind of, both of those characters are, are kind of put in as one, where they're kind of side by side. 
and he mm-hmm. the flash is always trying to make a lot of jokes and the cyborg does not really get them um yeah he's kind of the sort of wharf stroke data type yeah. character except um, both except both of those characters when they wanted to be were funny yeah exactly yeah, yeah. Um, but yeah, he's completely humorless, but he is the foil to the Flash, who is mm. the uh, comic relief of yes. the piece. Um, and I do like that actor, I can't remember his name. Ezra Miller. I do like him. Um, he was in We Need to Talk, talk About Kevin, yeah. and also Perks of Being a Wallflower. Mm-hmm. And he's really sort of charismatic in both of those. Yeah. Um, he was okay, he was quite funny he, he was know. funny he's kind of the lightest part of the film isn't yeah. he he's, uh... in spite of the bad lines he was given he Ex- was yeah kind exactly of funny. <laughs> like he he's very kind of inconsistently written uh yeah which is we were talking about this when we were coming out of the theater it's in um the cinema i should say sorry i've gone very american yeah. all of a sudden um is uh like in one scene he'll be very sort of offhanded he'll be very jokey and he he's kind of portrayed as someone who is a bit of a loner and a bit of a bit of a bum kind of as well he's he's just you know he hangs around in his like man cave which is full of gadgets and stuff and mm-hmm. he seems like a bit of a washout just who doesn't have his life in order and then he then there are some scenes with him visiting his father in prison where he's suddenly really kind of upstanding and he's very very stoic and yeah, and heroic. Of, yeah, sort of sensitive and driven yeah. and, you know, just like dedicated to his father and all these sorts of things and, you know, has a real purpose. But then then when he meets, as soon as he meets Batman, he's like mm. this kind of geeky goofball. Yeah. Um, and because Joss Whedon, I don't know if he did some rewrites, because he feels like a real Joss Whedon geek character. Mm-hmm. I'm yeah, just, yeah, I'm just thinking about that right now. He just yeah. he reminds me of the geeky character in Dollhouse. And um, um, the, who's the guy in Serenity? The the the, uh, the can't stop the signal guy, uh, David Crumholtz. Uh, yeah, I, I can't remember the character's yeah. name, but there's a very similar energy to him. Yeah. Um, so I wonder if yeah, because I think this is, film's been a bit of a mess and yeah. Um, yeah, so I wonder if it just the inconsistency comes from the amount of like hands that have been on the project. Like, I I think there's definitely, I I think that's definitely true. I mean, there's been stories for the the past few months about how this film has been um, uh, rewritten and the, the mm-hmm. reshoots were directed uh, directed by Joss Whedon rather than Zack Snyder, who had to re- withdraw from the project due to uh, family reasons. Mm-hmm. And yeah, the result it, it does feel like a film which is. It it's wildly inconsistent in tone. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it is. Yeah. Uh, yeah, and I think it's also partly DC kind of grappling with what they want to do and where they want to go. Yeah. Um, I think they're looking um, at Marvel and what they're doing and, yeah, trying to grapple with, you know, the sort of... Because mm-hmm. Marvel's films are lighter, they're more fun. Yeah. Um, and... Um, I think DC just need to focus on what they're doing and just make good films. Yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah. I mean, Wonder Woman was a good film because mm-hmm. Nolan's films were good. Um, and 
yeah, I mean, they've obviously shift, shifted the, the sort of emphasis towards Wonder Woman in this. But I would say to people, if you are expecting to go into Justice League, mm. whooping and cheering for another great sort of Wonder Woman vehicle, then yeah. don't bother no. because it's just kind of wasted. In this. Yeah. She's still good, but she's good in spite of this film, not because yeah. of it. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. And I would also say that if you like, if you're going to see this film just because you know, like the reason I want to see it be, was because I kind of knew it was going to be bad, and I was up for that. I was, I thought, yeah, I, you know, I like seeing a bad film every once in a while. I, if if that's your sort of attitude as well, I would also see don't say don't go and see this film because it's not bad in an entertaining way. No. It is just boring a bit, a bit it is boring plodding and dull and mm-hmm. there's nothing to engage you yeah it's such a shame um and hopefully this is kind of a line in the sand and they can kind of move on and do better stuff oh, <laughs> after yeah. this yeah. I, I mean maybe the standalone things because it's hard to do a big ensemble piece like this yeah yeah i don't know if it'll manage i really i really don't i like the um the solo flash movie people are saying that's st- looking like it's going to be pushed back um really? yeah the aquaman film is coming out at the end of next year and i mm-hmm. don't know what the like originally justice league was supposed to be justice league part one so i don't know if they've got another one scheduled for the next one or two years Mm. but it it kind of does feel like the dc cinematic universe as as a contiguous marvel style thing Mm -hmm. isn't really going anywhere Mm. Uh, like it's uh, the universal sort of mummy slash um dr jekyll and the the dark universe that's kind of folded I'm wondering if, if the DC one is going to go the same way and return to standalone projects like The Dark Knight and like Superman Returns, uh, yeah. which are separate films. Um, and Wonder Woman. And, and yeah, Wonder Woman. Although, although she's obviously, it was building up to this, it isn't, there's nothing in that, re- well, really, yeah. apart from the hint in Batman versus Superman. Um, mm. But it stands alone. It yeah, it does. Doesn't it? But I would I would be happy to see some of these films that just weren't in a shared universe. So like, yeah, me just too. D- do them on their own. Yeah, because yeah. it's fine. That is fine. And then if you do want to do a crossover, I will forgive whatever sort of canon, you know, messing yeah. you have to do. I don't really care about the continuity of it. No. Like I it just just do it and hand wave it. Yeah, just do it if someone's got a good idea for a story, yeah. not because you have to, because you've yeah. like set this precedent that you're like everything's going to, you know, co- collide at some point Mm. just make some good movies please (laughs) or build on the the few good movies that you have done yeah Um, yeah so yeah that's justice league yeah it said like wait for the dvd and then wait for a price drop on the dvd uh it's not worth going to see no it's not it's disappointing it is all right, so like, we we did talk a lot longer about that than I thought we were going we, to. We, we did. We didn't think we were going to fill a half an hour, but we kind of have. Yeah. Um, so we'll we'll just um, shortly, I think, talk about Discovery. I think. Yeah. Which uh, which is much better than Justice yeah, League. <laughs> it is Star Trek Discovery. Um, yes, yeah, so I really enjoyed um, pretty much the whole season. I enjoyed yep. it from 
the first I really liked um the tone they hit on the first episode mm-hmm. um the the way that it's like oh this isn't Star Trek like we've seen Star Trek before mm-hmm. um you know the characters are morally ambiguous um you know um I really like the lead character um yeah and yeah so i really liked it from the off and then once they'd kind of wrong-footed us um mm-hmm. with this character you know who gets essentially court martialed yeah. um who's our hero and then we're given a new captain who is also a sort of morally ambiguous yeah um uh or, or just human more human than the captains we've had previously um and then it got into its Star Trek stride as well. So I think it yeah. struck a really great balance between being, you know, cinema- cinematic Star Trek with a big story arc and, you know, mm-hmm. a big enemy and wars and space battles. But it also does the landing on planets and meeting, meeting new aliens and, yeah. you know, solving the sort of uh, sort of uh, episode by episode sort of mystery or whatever. Mm-hmm. And yeah, I was... Uh... Like you, you, you've hit basically the the nail on the head for me. Uh, what I was worried about, like I watched the first two episodes, I, I watched the first four episodes, and I thought, yeah, this is good. The dialogue is a little bit inconsistent. It's uh, that there's some there's some bad writing in there de- definitely, mm-hmm. but uh, the the main plot thrust is really good, and this is as interested as I've been in the Klingons for quite a long time. Uh, but I was worried that doing a continuous story like that, it was going to it it wasn't going to hit the stuff that I liked about, you know, the next generation and the original Star Trek and Deep Space Nine, which is, you know, occasionally they do just land on a planet or they have a temporal anomaly. I love a good temporal anomaly episode. Yeah. And um, I was worried that those weren't really going to show up as much. But no, they really do. There are, And without kind of feeling completely divorced from the rest of the story they do some really good one-offs in in the first half of the season yeah the time loop one is the standout it's so great and it sets up so many great things it does um some great you know there's a great sort of core relationship it's really lovely Mm. i was just like oh my heart melted it was great i was excited i wanted to tweet about it but didn't so i was just (laughs) going oh (laughs) yeah so i loved that and um and then the sort of mid-season finale. Oh, this is bizarre. American TV is weird. Yeah. <laughs> but, I, I mean, it, it ended on a, a good note, I think, and, and wrapped up the first half of the season quite well. It uh, did. Like, really I, wa- well. I wasn't expecting it to, to be as much of a finale as it was. It, re- it, mm. it does close off something really, really big, mm-hmm. uh, which I was expecting to be the main thrust through the second half of the season as well. Yeah, yeah, it does. It like really sets up for like it's like, Oh my god, I want to watch that now. Yeah. Yeah, it was good. Um I just like the I I yeah, there are some really good characters. Mm-hmm. We don't have a Neelix character, which is no, great. Which is nice. Yeah. I mean, yeah, I mean the the closest you get to that is um I guess I guess Stamets, who does kind of cheer up and become very chirpy in it yeah. sort of mid season. But, but uh, he's like, not annoyingly so because no, everyone's just like, What's up with him? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um I like Tilly as well. Yep, she's really uh, good. yeah, the the sort of uh half cheery roommate to the sort of stoic mm-hmm. um what's her surname? I can remember Tilly. She's called Michael. Uh, oh, oh, Michael. oh my uh, Burnham. That's it, Burnham. Yeah. Um 
Yeah, so I liked her as well. And I like the Doctor and his relationship. Um, yeah, and I like Tyler, um, the sort of... I guess he's the male hero. Yeah. Um, uh, yeah, he's probably the most heroic one, isn't he? Sort of straight down the line kind of hero at the moment. Yep. Um, but but he's he's not bland because he has that whole backstory with the Klingons and stuff. So he um, does, and they kind of bring that in, which is really interesting. It makes for a really great sort of um, climax at the end of that. Uh, yeah. Uh, yeah, of that last mid <laughs> mid season mm-hmm. finale thing, me Bob. <laughs> yeah. Um. Yeah. So I like him as well. Um, mm-hmm. There's just loads of good stuff going on. The one thing, oh yeah, that's what I'm trying to remember was the the Klingons. I'm kind of torn with the Klingons. I mean, yeah. you know that I'm upset that we've lost our hair. Because <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> the Klingons, that would be my. If I was doing Star Trek cosplay, it would be the Klingons. Um, yeah. Because um, they are pretty much the sort of the black characters um of star trek and we've lost our hair and i'm sad about that although they are complex culturally this time Mm. around um i'm still not sure about all the like the weird armor and things like that and yeah i mean my thing with them is they don't all look like they're members of the same species they Mm. they kind of have a random look to them at this point Mm -hmm. it's a mishmash of you know ridges and 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 paint and they all look a bit different they they don't i couldn't like sort of pick out features that make a klingon in this mm-hmm. in in this series whereas you sort of can in in mm. kind of the next generation style of klingon mm-hmm. yeah i'm just not sure i'm just waiting to see where they go with them still yeah. um yeah it was kind of odd in the first few uh episodes where they had the one white what, the the Kling. white savior Klingon yeah, yeah. <laughs> that was uh, very strange yeah that was really weird and I was like where the hell are they going with this now <laughs> and then yeah and then things happened and yeah so it's interesting but I I'm still sort of yeah <laughs> yeah no <laughs> absolutely to see what they do yeah but the the kind of like the 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 kind of it's the twelve houses again, isn't it? It's um, mm-hmm. trying to unite all the houses, and like the 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 limited kind of political stuff we've seen is is kind of interesting, and I yeah. I do want to see where it goes, which it is, is yeah something that in old Star Trek I wasn't necessarily so interested in. It was just kind of, but oh, this is how the Klingons work. This is their weird sort of, mm-hmm. you know, house and caste system. Mm-hmm. Yeah, uh, but it's yeah. it's they seem to be exploring it a bit in a bit more depth and giving it, kind of making the political parts of it part of the plot of Discovery. Yeah, which, yeah, which I'm interested in following. They're still they don't they they still don't have seem to have many redeeming features though. No, as as a race, which is a bit of a shame. Yeah, I'm waiting for us to see the nice Klingons. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's like oh. Or they're not; they're just like bad through and through, which is a bit of an issue if that's the way they're going with it. Yeah. Um. So yeah, we'll see. We will see because lots of stuff has been set up um, mm-hmm. mid-season. So yeah, it's cool. But I'm really enjoying it. Um. I even like the opening credits, which lots of people don't. <laughs> uh. Yeah. Yeah. I guess I don't like them that much. It's, it's a bit. They're a bit weird. I like them visually. The yeah. music is um, 
it sounds so much like the theme from Fringe, which which I was quite surprised at. It's 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 very, it just extremely similar to the point where you could kind of lay one over the top of the other, and I think it would work quite oh, well. Okay, I don't and, know Fringe. Fair enough, I, but it was kind of tackling the same things that Discovery is tackling, which is you know the weird science of. Uh, okay. like, it was kind of a it, it was pitched as a sort of more scientific. X Files or pseudo scientific X Files, uh, okay. and that's kind of where di- Discovery is in relation mm-hmm. to Star Trek. Um, uh, okay. And then mm. at the end, it kind of just segues quite bluntly into the da, 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 from the original Star Trek, and it just kind of strikes me as being out of place. Mm. Uh, but uh, yeah, it's fine. Like Netflix yeah. has a skip intro button, so I'm I'm not too worried about it. Yeah, exactly. I don't listen to it every time, but no. yeah, I really like the look of it. Um, yeah, it, it, it looks really good. Cool departure from just like soaring through nebulae yeah <laughs> so it kind of stands apart but yeah um, it's better than the enterprise intro i think yeah anything's better than that wasn't it scott bacula singing i i didn't think it was him i thought it was somebody else but um yeah it wasn't I great until they did like the they, they did a kind of re not a remix but they get they gave it some percussion <laughs> in the third season and it and it sounded a bit better I did the jungle remix. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, okay, but yeah, thumbs up to Star Trek Discovery yeah. from us. And Very I think much like that. That's all we've got time for. It really is. Yeah, sorry, we've yeah. stretched. So the, our third topic will remain a mystery forever because uh, we're not doing yeah. another episode on we it. We don't have time. Yeah. It wasn't that important anyway. No, it was not. <laughs> okay, that's us. And yeah. until next time, Drew. Cheerio.